There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm KC. I'm Tyler. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. Every once in a while. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, KC Smith. This is uh, The Element Podcast brought to you by First Light. And this is Tyler Jones. Speed. That's right, man. If you want to hear some fast talking, I can do it. Sound like a. Like a gad ball with a head just buried See that up. Five in. on that aerial? That was my number in high school. That's what that means that I need to hunt that property. That's one of Indian smoke signal That's a right five there. for sure. Dude. Yeah. Come on. So, right now, Tyler is about neck deep in some Onyx because he's convinced that we're going to be able to find an East Texas deer lease. No. And. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, I I kind of undulate. Not ungulate, but no, undulate. you're not an ungulator. No. You're an undulator. Uh, on if it's going to actually happen. Undulate, undulate. <laughs> I think we could find a place to lease. It's just I don't know if we're going to find something that suits our needs. Yeah. What um, are your needs? Well, there's five of us here in the room. The core five, as it's been known. Golly, Brian's uh, hurting right now. <laughs> he's going to be mad. He's going to listen to this like today. This place looks like about it. Kentucky, um, or Virginia. It does. Um, well, he has plenty of East Texas places to hunt, so I don't want to hear it from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's fine. Man, you okay. know, you start getting... But Never mind. The five of us here need a place to deer hunt in East Texas. And we shall hunt some public land within three hours of home, maybe. Um, and that'll probably happen, but man alive, is it just a beat down and um, we have to work all day, and sometimes it would be nice just to be able to work till, you know two or three, and then go hunting and not feel like you're driving halfway across the earth just to make it to some, you know, forest or something. 3,000 so. acres. People don't own that stuff here in Texas. They do, Texas. right there. That is wild. Yeah, I know it, man. Man, I'd be interested also in buying some of these properties for about $10 an acre. <laughs> I don't think you're going to lease them for that. If I, you're out there and you know stuff about leasing and deer leasing, <clears throat> send us a message on Instagram because – I found one while ago that was uh, $50 an acre for a big property. That doesn't make any sense to me. It sounds That sounds like uh, like astronomically high. Dude, here's the deal. It's like this, man. It's like this. People make more money than we do. 
Yeah. And I think that it's just normal for, like, dudes that work in Dallas, some of them that have pretty good jobs, mm-hmm. just be like, oh, we can shove, you know, 20 hunters on this place for uh, each buddy. Everybody have 100 acres, and your feeder and your stand, and you pay five grand, and you get to hunt out there and kill a buck or whatever. And it's like no big deal. And it's kind of like the way – and then the landowners, you know, there's always going to be landowners that are a little more greedy than others, and they're going to end up charging prices like 50 bucks an acre. See, here's so the deal is that – They're going to be out there. It kind of frustrates me that – not that people charge that much because you can ask whatever you want to for your private property. It's your prerogative, but um, it does kind of stink a little bit that there's like a wealth discrepancy so great that people will pay stuff like that, and then it ends up making prices that high. you got to – Vote socialism, dude. That's it. We just all need everything's public. Um, <laughs> that's the new rule. Everybody, twenty twenty four, we're treating it all like public land. Y'all go first. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like to me, ground should be ten dollars an acre, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I think. I mean, I feel like that's not an unreasonable thing. I mean, I also feel like you know. A jar of peanut butter shouldn't be eight forty nine at you know pictures yeah. or whatever, but it was. You know, I feel like um, in in real estate, the bigger the acreage, the cheaper per acre things get. But in the lease world, it doesn't seem to be that way because you can just add more people. Yeah, and so like it gets kind of difficult because it's hard to find a something that like fits your needs because. You start looking too far from home, and then you're like, "Oh, four thousand acres. That looks. I'd love to hunt that, but you got to have seventeen people to fill the four thousand acres to make it affordable. Mm-hmm. Makes it tough. But yeah. <laughs> <That> ain't fun. <laughs> Some things. I don't know, man. I just want. I just want a decent place to hunt. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be the guy that's just not satisfied with some stuff. You know what I mean? I was thinking about that and talking about it this morning. Just like, I just want to make sure, you know, I think it's good to to push and try and work hard and stuff like that and try to find places. But I also just don't want to, don't want to be the grass is always greener on the other side kind of guy either, you know. So, I I don't know. It's just so, so difficult, man. Because... I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, I guess, you know, but I am complaining that leases are high. Yep. It's true. What really frustrates me is that I have around 20 acres and I can't really kill a deer on the place. Or a buck. I didn't have a... I hear yet. I didn't have a legal buck on my property all deer season long. I had it. A couple. I don't know if I. I had a couple of daylight pictures of both of them, and they were batch grouping together. Mm-hmm. And I decided to pass the bigger antlered one. Um, but the deer was really young, and he. I think I. You could probably pull the sound clip if uh, we had a Mr. Producer or something on the show that could do that. But there's probably a clip of me out there saying he's gonna get smoked. But I've decided I'm gonna pass him somewhere like last October. And he got smoked. Yeah, he was destined to get smoked because he let seven dudes stand 35 yards from him on the ground while he ate corn. He (laughs) sat there and watched him. That was fun. It was fun, actually. It just isn't fun that he's not there anymore. 
But, you know, what are you going to do? Buy more land? I can't afford to, but I, know. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm looking at leases. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going to end up hunting public land <laughs> next year. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's the it's the uh, Texas thing a lot, too, right? Where yeah. a lot of states you go to, the public ground is pretty promising. And then Texas, it, it it's tough. I mean, you don't have much ground that you can even whitetail hunt on. You have the National Forest stuff, which is my least favorite, you know. But Why's that? Um, it's just in a area of Texas where deer don't grow very big and they're not very densely populated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It, um, it's so strange being in a state that's from that is known for deer hunting and then also, I mean, y'all know we do this for a living now, right? Like having to travel out of your state to go kill deer. It's a yeah. weird deal. <laughs> it is, man. It's, uh, I mean, but the concept goes way back for you and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, when was the last time you had a lease in Texas before this year? Uh, it was 2002 or 2003, I think. One of those two. I can't really remember. I was in seventh grade. I remember that. And uh, It's about the same for me. Yeah. I think I found that lease. Well, ago I was looking around for leases, and I think I found oh, it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's cool. It was, uh, I think it's $2,800 a gun, which ain't too bad. Um, and one of these prices. days, one of these days, I need to talk about that. I'm, I may have told the story on the podcast before, but I should talk, tell it again about that time I bought that property and had to give it back. Isn't that the corner right there? It's somewhere right in here, yeah. Right, or, right there. Right there? Yeah. yeah. That's probably right, mm-hmm. yeah. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. It's hilarious at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to talk about losing my mind, dude. Super, super duper hilarious. Yeah, I was so, so, I laughed so much. <laughs> uh, yep. Anyway. Yep. That that story will have to come out another time, because I had to remember all the details of it. I can't mm-hmm. really remember all the details exactly, but, yeah, I was yep. sad. Well, though. that's enough belly aching. Sorry, I kind of instigated that, but, uh. I just kind of get a little bit down about this whole leasing thing because, like, there's a couple things to it. Like, it kind of hurts my my heart to just have to lease ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the the way I am with money. I'm just kind of tight sometimes, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel good. Like, I want things to make sense, <clears throat> and we're at a point economically where you can't make – if you're, like, trying to feed yourself off a deer, you can't make it make sense to lease ground. Um you know, yeah. You were looking at meat hunts full ago. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just like end up three clicks in, and you're like on some high fence thing, just kind of looking at some some numbers, right? When they're like a well, meat it was high and low fence, but it was a it was like a you know it's a ranch, a guy who has some money to buy ranches and stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had a like eighteen hundred bucks for a I meat don't hunt. Remember what it was, but it was way too expensive. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, something like that. Yeah, and, I, uh, I mean, you get a coal buck, but it's. Yeah, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. It's God's choice, so I don't know if you like discuss that with your guide or not. Before you might have to be doing a little preemptive tipping on a deal like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I uh, I think if I was gonna go meat hunt, there's probably there's probably somebody in most people's network that. Not everybody, but most people's network probably has mm. somebody that would let them come shoot a doe or two. Yeah. 
In fact, I don't think I've told that story on the podcast. I have a friend named Hunter um, who uh, had never killed a deer before, and he came out on my property the other day, and I went with him. He's one of my uh, former kids in my youth group, and uh, we did the old muzzleloader thing, which you, they have a special muzzleloader season in Texas, and um, set up in a ground blind over some corn, made the deer real patternable, and shot a doe at like 40 yards with a muzzleloader first deer ever it's pretty cool man it was uh i don't know kind of made me like kind of what you're saying like i'm really thankful to have a property you know it's kind of crying being a you know wet blanket will i go about not having a legal buck but you know the guy got to shoot his first deer ever on the place and uh he's pretty happy with it so i don't know there, it's it's worth doing you know yep it is it's just uh there's some good meat yeah Tinies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't spend, you know, $1,800 to shoot it. That's it. There's plenty of does to shoot, too. Mm-hmm. That, that's really the thing. You know, it's like, yeah. if I'm being honest, uh, I'm a buck hunter. I haven't killed a doe in a very long Let's time. Let's go, dude. <laughs> a very long time. I mean, <clears throat> the last doe I killed was an East Texas doe, and you were there and filmed it. I think that's on our YouTube channel. Man, is that the last time I killed a doe? No, I killed one in 2019. You killed one last year. I did. Yeah. On buck truck. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm a doe killer. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that about myself. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'll shoot one every once in a while. Yeah. Last year, 2022 was a, a kind of a rough year for me, so mm-hmm. I was pretty happy to shoot that doe, actually. Real happy. Yeah. I was happy to shoot the one in 2019, too. Cause that thing was mondo, and then you shot a bunch more stuff after that. When we, did. <laughs> you yeah. were like kind of in a meat crisis, and all of a sudden you yeah. kill all kinds of stuff. Yep, mm. giant antelope. All those antelopes. <laughs> Speaking of Janice, <laughs> John does isn't John. that one? You no, that was day. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Giannis Patelis is coming hunting with us next week. We'll have some podcasts and different stuff with Giannis after that trip that we'll put out. So uh, if you have anything you want to ask Giannis or whatever, send us a message and we'll be sure and convey it. Um, But be nice to him because he's kind of fragile, I think, after talking to him a few times. But (laughs) (laughs) he's not going to listen to the podcast, so it's fine. Um, But uh, so you did a little hog hunt recently, Tyler. Yeah. How'd that go for you? Terrible. Why is that? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> because, I don't know. I think I'd rather uh, say something different than answer that question, if that's okay with you. What would you like to talk about? <clears throat> I would talk about the hog. I just want to say it in a different way than answering the question. That you <laughs> okay. <asked me>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um, so, we went hog hunting, and um, I ended up, you know, we don't really know most of the time until we were just, like, in the moment. But I ended up the shooter. Um, we we sat around. We had pigs patterned. And they did not do what they had been doing. Um, the old nomadic pig uh, sounder. Just we have a theory on this. Or I do. I don't know if you subscribe to it or not. Tell me what you think. I feel like pigs do the same thing. I subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I do. Just making sure. That's I do subscribe to that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pigs kind of do this thing where for about four to seven days they do a pattern, and it's almost like guaranteed they'll change after about a week. 
Do you feel like that it seems, seems that way too? Or like they'll have a lapse or something happens? Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it's hard to know like what's coinciding with weather patterns and yeah. what's coinciding with just uh, the sounder just moving in a different nomadic direction. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, uh, anyway, we might have been there on the uh, day that they moved their They'd patterns. done the same thing for five days straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do it that day. Well, right before – we were waiting right before dark. We're just still waiting, but we're kind of getting goofy because we're like, oh, this is dumb. We're sitting out here, and they changed their pattern fi- after five days of doing this, and now we're just going to sit out here real dark. We're going to have to cross back over this raging river in the, you know, in the dark. And Yeah, we're all- doing the John Boat thing like you saw in that mid-year episode. It's just kind of become common occurrence for us now to just go across Get the flooded river. flooded out of our places. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, so – Anyway, it's it's getting like probably like ten minutes left of camera light, maybe, of like like good sh- you know light that you would want to video shooting a hog in big old dark you know subject, and we see Greg spots a pig, I think, and uh, so we're like looking through all this timber and this this lone pig is going towards this to, towards our feeder a couple hundred yards away, so it's kind of wet. But the leaves, like in the dry parts, the leaves are kind of crunchy. So it's kind of a noisy walk up. But I actually felt like the water was a little quieter than walking across, like, the leaves and grass. So try to stay in the low spots, walk through the water. And we're kind of we're racing the clock at this point because uh, it's getting dark quick. And we got to try to get a shot at this pig. I mean, we've got five dudes standing out there. Most of them have cameras on you know, multiple cameras with them. And it's like, we got, we're trying to do, you know, we're trying to get up here and get a shot at this thing. We, well, we spent a bunch of time trying to get down in here and all this and that. So I'm, I'm the shooter and I'm, I f- I'm feeling that pressure a little bit, you know, uh, like I got to try to make this happen quickly. We get all the way up there. I get to, uh, where I feel like I'm, you know, maybe within distance. <clears throat> I range him. He's, at, He's, the feeder's at like 51, so I scoot up a few more steps, and then he kind of comes out from where he was h- kind of hidden from me. And uh, and I stop, and he kind of feeds out, and then he looks over at us, and we're all pretty still, but, I mean, we're several Sasquatches in the middle of open timber in February, January, whatever it was. And so he sees us. But he kind of goes back to feeding. And you have a theory that it was basically the fact that he's a big boar and he's not used to having to really be scared of stuff. He doesn't see many people down in this this wild country we're in. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. And so he goes back to eating. And they kind of do this thing whenever they're eating by themselves where they kind of like do figure eights. It's like they eat a little bit and they Mm -hmm. take a couple steps and look around and then like kind of turn back around and eat a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty like with it they know yeah. there's you know they're they're definitely hard animal just to go to stalking yeah on that you, well they don't they don't see as well as a deer does i uh-huh. think it's a little bit we and we probably do this but like we underplay their actual abilities like they can see fine mm-hmm. they can see about like we can probably you know mm-hmm. like their visual acuity isn't super high but they ain't blind right and they hear okay but not anything crazy good yeah so yep. they uh, they just – but they're smart, mm-hmm. so they play into those things. For it's sure. not like, oh, they can't see very good, and that just makes them easy to kill. Yeah. And, you know, they know they can't, so they move around and they do stuff. Yeah. Like they, or maybe I shouldn't say they know they can't, but, like, 
they know how to survive with what they have. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. So they're so in other words, they're moving around so they don't have any blind spots. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. So he, he sees us, but he goes back to feeding, and he kind of goes back – uh, across kind of behind this tree or whatever, I, I range him. I get forty four or no, I, uh, I think it's forty five. And so I dial my my sight to forty five, and I'm like, uh, you know, I could I could try to get up there, but I feel like he's already seen me. I would have liked to got a thirty five yard shot, you know, but mm-hmm. like, and I think I could have if he hadn't come out from behind that tree he was originally behind feeding, um, which is the case a lot of times with these pigs because they move so much and. Anyway, so I dialed to 45. I feel I've been shooting this bow that I've been shooting. I shot it all season. I shot it really well during deer season. Um, it's a long ATA bow, 34, or relatively long, and I felt good about it. So I, um, he comes behind, he comes around and comes back towards the feeder feeding, and he's he's like behind a tree, kind of coming out. So I draw back when he's behind the tree. He steps out and he's still like really close to being by that tree. Um, so I just hold and hold, and I'm like, I kind of ask KC, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, I think it's good, you know. I mean, I'm trying to range for you. I don't know if you're hearing me or not. I don't think I was. No. Um, but we got to a point where you were far enough in front of me that I was like, this might be hurting more than helping mm. because you were going to have to do math to be like, okay. And you didn't know how far behind I was probably because you weren't looking back. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, I, think, I had a, I had a good range on him. Yeah. Um, and I had the one thing is I hadn't shot I hadn't shot my bow at a target in a while, um, so who knows like how tuned it is, uh, but I but I had forgotten about this and I forgotten that my bow the last time that I had shot and messed with it a little bit it was shooting a little bit low 
which isn't usually – I'm okay with it shooting a little bit low in most cases, but I think out at 45 it's shooting pretty low. Um, and I, I, I found that out yesterday shooting it uh, out in the yard that it was shooting low. And so uh, that didn't help me necessarily in this situation because um, I end up shooting this, this pig at 45 when he steps out, and I feel great about it. Like it was – I feel like – as far as like just holding the dot at, on a 45-yard target, I felt like it, I was as good as it could get, man. Pull the trigger, and, you know, it happens fast, takes off. We try to review the footage. It doesn't look like a great hit. Broadhead got busted up pretty good, but he's bleeding pretty good. So we follow, follow, follow. Long story short, man, we follow him for a couple hundred yards, and he gets to a river. and A flowing river, a not an East river. Texas dry bed river. Yeah, and he, daggum, swims that thing. And we don't see any tracks on either side of the on the, the other side of the river anywhere, and there's blood in the tracks on this side of the river. But not, a, I mean, it's like it's pretty good. But like if you've been on a bunch of blood trails, you, it's kind of that false like you feel pretty good about it. But I mean, I think it's probably on film. Me like early on, I'm like, man, it's gonna be one of those blood trails that mm-hmm. just you feel good, but it's not good. It's not a good blood trail. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a lot of blood in them, and so anyway. He crossed that river. That goes on to other property. I have no clue how to get in touch with anybody in Texas, apparently, especially East Texas, um, because we're looking for a lease still. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been here for forever. So uh, anyway, he's gone. There's no way to get him. It's dark. And that's the way that one ended. We come to find out the shot was uh, a touch forward and low. And um, he ducks into – what would I mean? It was would have been good, probably up and down the way he ducks, but he also turned out, and uh, that didn't help things uh, because he was. I mean, I think because he saw us, he was more on edge, mm-hmm. and I think that if if he hadn't seen us, I think there's a potential that he just ducks the string, and I get enough penetration that it, you know in that shoulder that it kills him, but. Um, he had seen us so he ducks turns out and by the time he turns out it just basically kind of buries kind of down it's like he's almost going away from me when it hits kind of his i mean you about near just put it like back of the tricep dead in the bone and that's all that happened yeah like he for sure didn't die from that yeah so frustrating um you hate when you again when you have a big old team of dudes out there trying to make cool videos you hate to feel like you let them down um so that was like that was mainly my main frustration with it. But it was a cool pig, big yellow boar with uh brown spots, you know. So Yeah. Anyway, that was uh that they're was not, pig hunting lately. They're not as easy to kill as what they might no, be not. portrayed to be. Especially when it rains eight inches in well, two days. You know, there's a couple things, right? Um you don't really want to put a bunch of videos of just some close encounters together. Nobody does really. So, like, hogs are portrayed as getting killed when you see them in videos, uh-huh. you know. Deer, like, people like Bill Winky and good storytellers will, like, have a season-long quest for a big deer and show them, like, seven times and stuff, you know, throughout the year and finally kill them, and it's like, oh, that was awesome. Um, but nobody really does that with a pig. Mm-hmm. So, when you see people pig hunting, they usually kill them. That doesn't mean that they go on any less stalks or have any more or less failed encounters with yeah. pigs than they do deer, you know. And I think that we see that pretty often. I mean, it, they're easier to kill than deer, like absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to kind of make that out to be something that's not, but they aren't like um, 
prairie dogs, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like, okay, we're going to go out and shoot a bunch of them, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's just not really how it works. Um, yeah. And it's kind of funny, too. You see, uh, like, we have a, a pretty popular video on YouTube where there's, like, 25 um, 80-pound pigs come in <laughs> on me, and people are like, you need a fully auto, and it's like, well... I had to get, like, four shots off on a full auto before, like, you can't see the pigs anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it's, it, I don't know. It's just, the world isn't what it seems sometimes. Yeah. Yep. For sure, mm-hmm. man. I've been teaching Journey that. When she says it to me all the time now. You can't trust everything you see on the internet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good lesson to learn, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, the uh, the boomers are going to have a hard time this election cycle, man. Yeah. With the AI stuff. Shoot. I will. Yeah, I know it. It's I tough. Feel like I was watching a uh, commercial the other day. I was like, that person is AI. They have to be. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, my dad the other day, um, he's pretty slick. He's He ain't no dummy. But he was, like, distraught. He was telling me, he's like, listen, there ain't no way. But I was watching one of your YouTube videos. And so here's the thing with boomers for sure. They don't understand that we don't have control over the ads that are run on our YouTube videos, right? Yeah. So they're always Millennials like, too. hey, I just, you got to do something about that. It's like, I, you got to do something about your algorithm, sir. <laughs> you know? But it wasn't really that. But he was like, hey, you need to, um, you know, this ad didn't make any sense. It was It was Donald Trump. But he was saying things that Donald Trump wouldn't say. And I was like, yeah, it's an AI-generated, like, dialogue. And creepy, dude. Doesn't Joe Rogan have some stuff? Yeah, I hear it all there? the time. It's like AI. Yeah, you can get six hundred and fifty dollars free from the U.S. government, you know. And it's like they're hiding this; they don't want you to know. And it's a it ain't good, you know. They ain't no such thing as free money, especially from the government. So first of all, <laughs> I looked into some AI stuff the other day. Yeah, and uh, it all costs money. I feel like to do right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like there's really no like productive thing that can be generated from free ai right Other at least than, high quality yeah okay mm-hmm. so like but like cre- like like more creative uh stuff and like more uh in-depth production stuff is all like paid ai i don't know too much about it but i know a little bit and it's kind of like ai is like its own internet kind of thing it's hard to describe, right? But the internet's kind of, we kind of see it as like endless and then like there's this place where stuff exists. And AI is kind of like that. And there's like zones of AI and certain people own certain zones and the rights to do things within AI. And so there's like some licensing type stuff. It's Michael's weird. thinking about it. Michael's over there. He doesn't have headphones. Is that, do you understand that or hear anything about that? Michael don't know. I mean, how do they have rights I mean, I guess they have rights to what AI can produce, a certain AI can produce. Like, can some... Well, there's there's people that wrote the programs or whatever originally. Yeah. So those, and they would retain the rights probably to mm-hmm. like something, because that AI does something particular. Mm-hmm. Is there a place or will there be a place, and maybe this is a dumb question, it doesn't even make sense, that like... You know, the internet is a catch-all for everything just, like, in the world. Is there mm-hmm. Will there be, like, an AI that is just, like, it will do anything you want it to and you just, you know, for Potentially. Ni- 99 bucks a month if you want it to generate a person or a voice or a song or, like, I, I may be behind it because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to this stuff, but maybe there already is something like that, but, you know, or it'll write you an article or it'll, uh, you know do any kind of commercial that you want produced or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that um, as you hear from time to time, uh, I think anything's on the table uh, on that front, and it's not really a good thing. Yeah, in my opinion, but that is the boomer coming out in me. What do you got to be born before eighty two to be uh, Gen? X. See, I don't, I don't know all these generations. I like doing that stuff. I think it's fun. I know it's one of your favorite things. It to is, do man. Days. Well, it's just like pointing out that you know the different generations that we have around here. There's only one different generation in here, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why you like pointing <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. What's the yeah. uh, what's is there a generation below Michael? Maybe. I mean, yes. Zoomer. What's a zoomer? Is a zoomer and a Gen Z is a different? Zoomer. Is it just like certain subcategories of Gen Z? I feel like iPad kids and Zoomers are the same thing. There has to be something. There has to be something generationally that AI like affects. Oh, so that you think the that kids that grow up with AI the generation? are going to be maybe all their own denomination? Is it? But the internet didn't kind of determine. A new generation from us, right? Millennials. Know. Millennials mean you're born before 2000. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what the here. We're let off me, too let far me just on this. let me just let me look just it up, Jamie. Fact check. That. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, <clears throat> how would you say it? Generation uh, years, generational yeah. years, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, Gen Z is 1997 to 2012. Born. Really? Yeah. That's big. Uh, millennials are 81 to 96. I'm a dead center. Gen X is 65 to 80. Oh, my dad's a boomer. And then boomer is 64, 55 to 64. That'd go, man. How about that? Uh, post-war. There's still some people that are post-war. What's What year reckons that? 28 to 45. Yeah, my... My grandma's in that. Mm-hmm. My granddad just passed away. He was in that. What's so, the, was there anything besides Z? Well, there's got to be. They just don't have a. Maybe it's not named. So what if you were born in 2015? Yeah. yeah. I guess you just don't have a defined like Gen Rona man. That's what it's gonna be. You don't have your like uh, Alpha. Alpha. That is not true. No. <laughs> no. Uh, beta. What's hey? What's a Generation zoomer? Beta. Look up what a zoomer is. <laughs> I hope it's not something bad. Generation Jones is another name for Boomers. Uh, oh, there's a Boomers 1 and Boomers 2. Yeah. Was that from like Vietnam and, and then Korea. World War II? Or no, something? I think it's World War II Korea. Or, oh. When was Vietnam? Uh, 60s. 60s? Mm-hmm. Boomers 2 is 64. Korea was 55. Interesting. So then a gen- What's a Zoomer? Gen Z and Zoomer are See, Windows ninety seven was a pretty big popular or pretty popular uh program. Yeah. And that's when Gen Z was started. Is that it? Yep. You makes sense. Created by Yeah. Windows. He's a he's a, he's a Microsoft guy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would we'll yeah. be eating uh eating burger, <laughs> vegan burgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vegan rice what's burgers. A, what's the um Bill, Bill, what's his name? Winky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Belichick, no, the IBM guy, Snyder. Microsoft guy, whatever. Bill Gates, yeah, yeah. Oh. He eats uh, clean burgers, right, or something like that. Yeah, he's nasty. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he would not like the Element Podcast for no. sure. Um, I'm just wondering, like, if there's a if there's a thing, man, like a if there's a technological aspect to these Gen Z and Millennials, Gen X's. What do you mean? Well, like, how how are these defined? Why are they defined a certain way? It has to be. It has to be. There's some right? like a thing. There's an event or something. But '97, <laughs> nothing really happened. Yeah, but, but I don't know if it's an event as much as it is like <clears throat> at some at 15 you had this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it defined who you kind of were as you were uh, becoming an adult or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's why 2012 and later don't have a generation yet. Maybe so. Or sorry, Michael said there was a generation. I just it's crazy to me that Gen Z is like <clears throat> as old as it is, like 90, 97 year 97. Like Gen Z's almost thirty. Weird. Twenty six. Twenty six, right? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Yep. You know what's weird to me too? What's to bring this back to hunting? Is how short of a lifespan a deer has. Mm. Like it is rapid the There's, way bucks work. Yeah. There's only most of the bucks in the world are out gen alpha. Mm-hmm. I bet you there ain't a hundred bucks in the world alive that were alive in 2012. Man, I bet there is in South Texas. You think <clears throat> it's the year of our Lord 2024 currently. You think there's more than a hundred twelve-year-old deer? What was it? Oh yeah, for sure. What is? What was? Um, was it Sean Luchtel from Heartland that posted a picture of a buck he shot the other day, and they did the um, tooth um, uh, aging thing? Mm-hmm. And they thought the deer was like six or something, and it was ten and a half, I think, something like that. But that ain't twelve. No, but that ain't far. It ain't. And that's in that's there in South Texas. There's some old heads running around, dude. I think I think there's for yeah, sure. Yeah, hundred's probably hundred's probably low, but it ain't <clears throat> it ain't. It's closer to hundred than it is a million for sure. What What are you looking yeah, up over sure. there now? Michael's gonna have to wear headphones every time. Yeah, because he's he's like the only one involved in our podcast. He's kind of like our Jamie. He is. Yeah, that's right. You know what Jamie's short for, right? Jiminy. <laughs> I got him good earlier. Jim, what was Jiminy it? Cricket. <laughs> Jim. Is that, G- I gymnasium. I said gymnasium, and and I was like, you know what Jim's short for? Don't you say gymnasium? I was like, no, James. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah, and then and, uh, and then I said gemstone after that too. Mm-hmm. That's yep. true. Mm-hmm. Mm. It all makes sense. Jameis Winston. Right? Winston. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I like him, him, dude. I yeah, like dude. His like, interviews are hilarious. He kind of like matured into like a goofy, but like not making bad decisions as much anymore. <laughs> you know, like pretty cool. Well, uh, and I saw something the other day where somebody was like, "Man, if they'd have been paying these, if." If these they've been paying people NIL money back in the day, they wouldn't have been stealing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. They these guys are buying Lambos now in college. You yeah. Know? It's oh, like, Michael for sure needs the headphones on for this. Yeah. Because, I mean, Ohio State's best coach coach ever got fired because some guys got free tattoos, right? Who is that? Who's the best coach ever? No, he's the best coach ever. But isn't that why he got fired because of the free tattoos? Jim Vestal. Yeah, and it's James, like James. Golly, dude, <laughs> how would you not know that Jim is short for short for James? 
You're named after that guy. Michael Tressel stole. <laughs> Dude, he has sweater vests. He wears at night. Oh, I've seen him. Uh-huh. Yeah, he cuts the arms out of them first light uh, sweaters. <laughs> Whatever they're called. I can't think of what, <laughs> Whatever that thing is he's wearing there. Uh, That's not because he's using the sleeveless. He uses the sleeves for things. Yeah. He, like, ties stuff with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> kind of like Eric and Nick Gator. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people are lost right now. Bro, uh, you think Charmin's expensive? You should try $30. <laughs> you should try Nick Gators. Nick Gators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. That's funny. You should get a discount, dude. Yeah. I think Eric probably knows somebody that can – I think he has to get, like, the solid colors, you know, the yeah. cheaper. Not as much licensing involved with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Hey, you got your camo out and ready to go? My camo? Mm-hmm. No. Why not? Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, we don't have no, that's what we were trying to do is find places to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get to do a little hunting next week. Um, because Giannis is coming down to – Giannis called me up in December, I think. Maybe it was early January. He's like, hey, I need to kill more stuff with my bow. And it's like, we all do. You're right. And so – it's good, man. I'm um, glad he acknowledges that, you know. Um, Texas is a place you can kill more stuff. Like, I can't imagine, like, our good friend Michael and, and our acquaintance Eric, like, they they grew up in a place where you can shoot deer with a bow for three months. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's not – I'm not really clowning on y'all, but I, I'm just saying it really stinks that, like – I've taken for granted all my life having a target all the time at any point in time with pigs to shoot stuff, you know? Like, it's a it's a thing. And, like, and varmints and all kinds of stuff and, you know, statute of limitations ran on this. I mean, the first thing I ever killed my bow was a cardinal, Eric. That's right. So, oh, like. Hey, I, hope the, I hope it is statute of limitations. <laughs> that's right. Well, I didn't say when it was. Um, but Maybe it was a dream. Huh? Maybe it was a dream. Maybe it was. Dreamed about it. AI, um, but you know, like just ran around shooting at stuff, and it'd be real tough to like, you know, especially maybe if you don't have public land to hunt and you're just hunting one property, you could shoot at one deer a year. It'd take you a long time to get pretty good at shooting stuff with a bow. Let me ask you something. Tell me about it. How are they going to prove that AI videos are not actual videos? Is there a way to do that? Uh, see if the people have fingerprints or not, huh? huh? Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm just wondering. You're still thinking There's about this. There's a lot of things, a lot of implications to AI that I've been thinking about. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm just wondering, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, what if, what if somebody just made a video of you that was like, you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, you know what I mean? I'm sure I mean, polit- politicians are going to do that to each other, Deep right? fakes have been around for a while. Where they take somebody else's face or head and put it on a different body, and so like you can, you know, it's gotten better and better. But I still don't think that like AI has not gotten to the point to where it's animated reality. You know what I mean? Like they they can't make a video that really looks real. But I mean, it's just a matter of time, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. Man. It is, man. 
that means that your heart matters a lot more than maybe it ever has. Yeah. Because what you're actually doing is what matters. Because it can appear that you're doing anything. Yeah. I'm just going to make a bunch of videos of me shooting big bucks. <laughs> How cool would that be? I was thinking about this, dude. No joke. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, are we going about to get to the point where, like, you don't even have to hunt? You can just animate a hunt and put I mean, it out? for real, like, what's going to keep some other YouTube channel from popping up and having, like, a bunch of deer hunting videos and i mean you already used the footage of chris b's deer getting shot anyway so <laughs> according to the internet for sure. <laughs> uh, yep i don't know that's my point is if they can't tell the difference in those two deer you know then are they gonna be able to tell the difference in somebody making a channel that's just pure ai public land monsters you're also Steve's brother without AI, too. Uh, yeah. So, I mean. I'm telling you, these people won't know the difference No, in that AI buck and the real buck. That probably means it doesn't make it much of a difference anyways because people aren't very perceptive. So, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should just shoot does and put cedar branches on their heads. <laughs> That'd work. <laughs> you know one of my favorite jokes, and it's real cheesy, is to see those people who uh, put antlers, like, in front of the trail camera, you know, mm-hmm. like sheds or a mount or something like that. Yeah. I thought you remember this was real funny. There was a guy that owned a place in town, um, my buddy Cody. Uh-huh. He did that to him. He did not like it. Yeah. Once he told him the truth. I bet not. <laughs> I bet he didn't. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, some jokes are real funny whenever you're the one dishing it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's but why Michael hates you. I know, dude. <laughs> Michael is the king of being able to dish it out but not take it. That is just that is hey, the way he dude. works. <laughs> getting you. Getting you. Look how silent he is off this podcast. Silent Mike over here. <laughs> oh, magic Mike. Yeah. Watch out. His uh, his headband's going to start getting lower on those eyebrows. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's, that's we'll need some caffeine yeah. soon. <clears throat> but anyways, next route. week we're going to do some pig hunting with Giannis Patelis. Um, hopefully we won't have them all gimped up before he gets here. And then <laughs> Michael didn't know what that meant, apparently. <laughs> um, it means that they're kind of limping or something, Michael. Um, and then, uh, we are going to go doing their gimp walk, doing a little bit of chasing stuff in South Texas. But I probably won't just, I won't say too much what we're going to do, but it's going to be kind of exciting. Man, just leaving them on the cliff. That's right. It's, uh, I hope there's a cliff. Hanging around. Uh, we're planning on doing some Folsom style hunting where we run stuff off a cliff, I think. You know, that'd be more meaty deer esque, I think. Yeah, well, I'm not too big on sharpening rocks. So <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to do it for me. Yeah. I, uh, you know, flint napping would be a cool skill to have. I just. The thing. I'm you too late be the coolest part of flint, na- flint, flint napping? The end product. No. No, oh, what? I think it would be the fact that you had enough time in your day <laughs> to nap a flint. Well, you'd have to do it for money, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm at a point in my life where I can't hardly dedicate much time to anything that doesn't make a little something. Yeah. That's that's why hunting and fishing is so good, well, man. I know. Because and you don't have to make money. You're just making some food. Yeah, that's right. It's like going catfishing when the creeks are running is worth the time because you're yeah. going to catch something. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who can go out there and sit in the middle of a lake and deep water crappie fish and maybe catch one all day. No. It drives me insane. And that's my point, though, is like, man, I don't know if it's – but I don't know if it's like a – 
I don't know if it's like a, you're at the point in your life or America is at the point in its life that there ain't free time for people. Yeah, I don't you know. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you think about what it costs to go to the grocery store. I don't want to. If you think about what percentage your mortgage is of your income, mm-hmm. it's different than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, maybe the reason you feel that way is not because you're, you know, getting to a certain age in your life, mm-hmm. but it's more that uh, the country is... No, I'm definitely or whatever the culture, uh, not the country, but the culture. I think more about moving to a different country now than I ever have in my life, and I don't know if it's because of the age of Matt or because of the political landscape we have or what, but I'm just like thinking, you know, I'm not going to do it, but I like to think about stuff, you know, and uh, I see these people in other countries who like, I don't know, say a South American country where raw goods is very uh, highly valued, and that's something that's exported, right? <clears throat> there's people who, like, for four months of the year, work, and then, like, there's, you know, eight other months that they don't do that work anymore. And they may have made all their living in those four months, and so then they can improve on their property or whatever they do for the other eight months. Farmers. Yeah, it's it's kind of American strange. farmers. Yeah. I know, some, I know a few farmers over the years that work obviously real hard in the summer mm-hmm. and once they get the crops out they like go vacation and then you know we talked to one of those guys this week he was real happy yeah <laughs> time of year that's right i just, mean just snow and mud fields yeah it's kind of a interesting thing for sure but i i don't know i don't i don't even know how to start being a farmer i can't I barely get my heirloom tomatoes to grow i just bought a soil blocker so that you don't have to use soil? No. I'm not, not blocking it like a guard. Blocking it like a cube. Like a bead, like a aim. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Turtle man. <laughs> no, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, a soil blocker is like a, instead of using trays, you drop, you like compact a bunch of dirt into these two oh, by two yeah, cubes. Yeah. And it makes like a. A, a air pruning tomato cell, pretty much. You don't have to use the plastic things. So you're going to air prune tomatoes that are already grown with it? Or you're growing from seed? It's where you s- you start the seed oh, okay. in it, yeah. And you put them in the ground once they get, you know, yeah. seedling size. That's cool. Yeah. You going to make me some soil blocks? Sure. If I can get it figured out. I need to get st- seeds going. I need to get seeds ordered. Yeah. I got the seeds from last year. I got I got some too. I but probably don't. I'm probably not gonna buy a lot of seeds. I just can't stand it. They look. So I know good, it's cool man. in it, but you know one of my problems has been <clears throat> trying to diversify too much on tomatoes. Yeah. Like last year, I think I planted like 17 varieties, and I didn't. I don't even know if I ate a fresh tomato from my garden. No, Between last the heat year was terrible. And then the chickens. The chickens really killed me. I need to just spend money on poultry fence. That'll help me yeah. a whole lot. I need about a hundred Cherokee purple tomato plants because yeah. that is my jam. Yeah, it's hard to beat around here. Yeah. It's a, they deal good with the humidity and the heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is garden season, guys. Get ready for that stuff. Um, You know, we don't get to do a ton of stuff during the fall with, you know, cultivating 
or whatever you might call it because I like to hunt. But right now, man, I like to spend a lot of time in the garden. And I got onions and potatoes in. If you're in the south, it's time to get that done. If you're a little further north, be thinking about it. And, uh, you know, what what if you're not on the carnivore diet, what good is a meal of meat if you don't have some sides to go with it? You might as well grow them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Speaking of. They're as easy as uh, squash is to grow around here. Yeah. I mean. Zucchini. I mean, zucchinis grow good, but what I meant to say is uh, eggplants. We live in the land of eggplants. Yeah. I just, I like squash way better than Me too. But I'm just saying, like, if you want to grow something that is, that will grow, it'll do it. I just haven't found a good use for an eggplant yet. Yeah. And I can grow, them squashes grow good out here in the sandy soil. Mine, my soil's too dry. You're, you got a little <coughs> bit more darkness to yours. But <clears throat> we are fixing to have a video on the Element YouTube channel that is like nothing we have ever done before. In fact, it's the first time I ever did it. We videoed it. We took the meat of a deer and we put it into glass jars and pressure cooked it. It's called a canning deer meat. And it's a thing, like, back to Michael over here. It's a thing Michael grew up doing. Um, or he grew up eating it, at least. And we don't really do it in the South. Um, at least nobody I know does it. Uh, but I am started trying doing it. And now that I have canned some deer meat, I come up with can all kinds of stuff. You know, we we always water bath can doing jellies and stuff like that or salsa. But pressure canning opens up a whole new world. You can pressure can anything. Like, there, I don't know if there's a type of food you couldn't pressure can. So, you talk about meals on the go, man. I ate some today, and it was good. Yeah, I tasted it. It was really good. Yeah. tasted it when we, we ate it for lunch when we were doing some fishing the other day. Yeah, barbecue sandwiches. Yeah. We're probably going <clears> to <throat> eat a decent amount of that stuff on the road this fall. Uh, and it's a lot healthier than eating out. And we don't we don't ever buy red meat, but we do eat out when we're on the road and stuff sometimes. And, you know, when we kill something, we eat some pizza. But, um, you know, it's just another way to kind of live off the land a little bit more, not rely on a freezer, which is kind of a big deal, I think. You know, if the power goes out when it's a hot time of year, you got to have something to eat. So, be kind of nice for some self-reliance, which I think a lot of people are interested in right now. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be out by the time this podcast launches, but it'll be out soon. So, go, if you haven't, subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can see that stuff. Um, because I think I, I like the way this video's turning out. It's going to be pretty cool, pretty informative, and, you know, a little bit kind of lighthearted. So, uh, I kind of like just sharing information and, you know, I don't really portray myself as an expert in this thing. Uh, too much but it's kind of like hey we're trying this and y'all can maybe have a little help with the learning curve as we uh, show you what works and what doesn't so remember to check that out on the youtube channel and remember this is your element live in it.